0: Everybody give it up for Abby Johnson and Sean Carney. So this is a dream interview for me right here and I'm so pumped about this particular interview. And you've gotten to hear from Abby. She's done incredible things and you know her story. But um, I also want to intertwine how your stories are connected and uh, you might have seen the video that introduced her, but um, maybe you guys could talk about your friendship and your relationship and, and go from there.
1: Yeah, well, I, the, one of the reasons I met Abby was because at, when I was in high school, I got involved in the pro-life movement. And I came to things like you're doing. And it hit me in high school, uh, something that Abby said earlier, which is, this is it. This is the issue of my generation, of your generation, of every generation that comes after us until it ends because without life, uh, we don't need better health care, we don't need immigration laws, we don't need anything. All other issues assume life except for abortion. And so I was convicted on that early on. I was asked by my then girlfriend, now wife, to go pray uh, outside of the Planned Parenthood. Uh, where Abby started volunteering, then she started working there and I started working for the local pro-life organization. We became leaders of opposing organizations at the same time. We did a couple of media interviews against one another's points a few times, which is funny now. And you know, when we moved in next door to offer free pregnancy tests, um, just before we launched 40 Days for Life you know, Abby had her conversion, and she walked right next door, and she was my abortion worker. I knew her for eight years, for those of you that have seen Unplanned. I knew her for eight years before uh, she had her conversion, and I thank God for that, because I would have been tempted not to believe her unless I knew her and had all those conversations for all those years.
0: Wow, and um, Abby, we've gotten to hear from you, but uh, talk a little bit about Uh, that process with you and your friendship and and how that uh, is connected now?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I think that, you know, as I said, I got involved as a college kid and um, I, you know, I knew Sean, I I knew his wife um, and had, you know, developed a relationship with A lot of the people who were out in front of my facility every day. um, You know, people a lot of times go out to the facilities and they think, you know, is this making a difference? Does this matter? Um, And, you know, I can say that the people that I had a relationship with out in front of my facility, many of them I still have relationships with. Today. I mean, like Sean and his family. Um, but then, you know, there's another gal, uh, Karen, who was portrayed in the film. She actually works for my ministry, and then there were none now. Um, and another gal, Heather, she's the godmother to one of my sons. Um, you know, so these relationships do matter. And uh, actually, one of the things I, I tell people all the time, when they they ask me, they say, you know, does it really make a difference? Well, one of the last, or the last, Planned Parenthood conference that I attended, I went into a breakout session called Anti-Choice Harassment, uh, which is <laughs> us, uh, out on the sidewalk now. and. Um, and, very negative name yeah. for a breakout right yeah and uh they were talking about the no-show rate so women who have appointments for abortions but just don't show up and the typical yeah and the typical no-show rate for an abortion clinic is around 15 or 20 percent but when there are they had, they had studied you know, what does it look like when there are people outside praying. And what they found is that when there are people outside praying in front of these abortion facilities, the no-show rate goes up as high as 75%. And, you know people say well, why I mean what why would that matter? Well, because when you're out there You are showing people that what they are doing by walking in they are doing something that is morally Objectionable right like you've never gone to the dentist where there's somebody standing out there like don't go get your cavity filled Right because like going to the dentist is perfectly fine. In fact, if you haven't been in the past year like please go so going to the dentist is perfectly fine, but going to the abortion clinic you're showing them that something is not okay there something is wrong and you're reminding them of that just by going and showing up
0: yeah and i i first got to know of abby because of sean and 40 days for life there's a local group here life first uh, teresa strack and joe morrison are very involved locally and they do so much And they got me involved with the 40 Days for Life campaign, and then I saw the movie Unplanned, and I was like, oh, wow, who is that amazing Abby Johnson? You know, and it just was all connected. And so, um, but we're thankful for the work of 40 Days for Life because I tell you, um, getting to go out there and pray and do worship, I had some skepticism about going out and doing that, but, getting to go out there and see it for myself I mean these are just people it's Protestants and Catholics coming together to pray for the end of abortion it is a genocide it's an imago Day issue it's not a Republican or Democrat issue it's an imago Day issue it's the image of God issue we are made in the image of God and it's and it's appallant that this would be going on but it is and so we've got to fight to end this genocide and it's beautiful. It is beautiful
1: and in, in just the um... You know, us on stage and talking about this, I mean, Abby goes through this litany of, yeah, and this person that I knew, and this person I knew, and she's the godmother of my kid, and she works for me. I mean, let that sink in. I would have loved at 15 or 16 years old, the way I met this woman was opposing uh, the organization that she was part of. I mean, it wasn't like this friendly start. It was an eight-year battle, and I think these days we get so complicit by saying, well, we're a divided country. You have your opinion and I have mine. Let's just move on, and that's insane, and that takes away from the dignity of the human person that that we do have a heart, and we do have a mind, and we do have a soul, and we're capable of, of great frailty and, and great evil, but we're also capable of great conversion and of great sanctity, and, you know, this... You should have such confidence when you're in school and when you go to college to discuss abortion and to know that there is an exodus out of the abortion industry. And here's an in-person example. But there's also an exodus of people who just at some point passively supported a right to abortion and no longer do. And so you need to have an attitude of, you know, let's, let's go get them because scenes like this are possible and they're becoming more common.
2: And it's not happening the other way. Right. Okay. Like there are no people that used to run pregnancy centers who are now working at Planned Parenthood. Okay. Because you don't choose death after life.
0: Like you don't, you're not
2: like, oh yeah, you know what? Like I know the, the truth of life and how beautiful that is. I'm going to go kill it. Like you don't do that its only conversion is only taking place one way and that's from death to life it's not going from life to death and and that tells you right there like there's there like i run a ministry to get abortion clinic workers Out of the abortion industry and into a life with Christ there is no there's no organization helping pregnancy center directors (laughs) getting them out of the pregnancy centers and helping them become pro-choice okay like that doesn't exist that doesn't happen and, and, and that tells you right there, that tells you everything you need to know that we are on the side of truth. That life is truth. That life will always intersect with truth.
0: That's good, Abby.
1: It's, it's also the only issue in America where one side prays to God that we're wrong and that abortion is not a holocaust, and it doesn't kill a baby, and and it is like scraping your knee and the skin cells coming off. Uh, And yet, science and reason point to the exact opposite. And so it's not that we're out lobbying. We don't want the reality to be that there's 2,500 abortions a day in the United States. It's that reality that calls us to action because we've all had our nephew, or our kid, or some of y'all yourselves, you were on the fridge. As in in the ultrasound picture, your first, your first, you know, ID, and that is a reality that we can't get away from. That's why despite 50 years of legalized abortion, it comes up at every judicial nomination. It's still the most controversial issue. It comes up at every presidential debate. And it's still something that, you know, most pastors, many pastors, unfortunately, are very uh, timid about because it, it is what it is. And so, you know, now, the, the, we we're supposed to follow the science on some things, but not everything, but the pro-life movement is pro-science. It's also pro-common sense. And so we don't let pregnant women get on a roller coaster. You're not, nobody would serve them 10 whiskeys. But they can go in, in, in the United States of America, where we allow abortion up to 40 weeks, and have an abortion, and then we can deny health care to the baby girl if she commits the sin of surviving an abortion. The one thing, only surgery you're not supposed to survive, is an abortion, and that it that makes it our issue. That's the issue uh, of young people, because if we don't have life, we don't have anything else, and we are capable of so much more uh, if we are willing to go in and to snuff out. The most innocent among us."
0: Very good point. Um, I want to get into the nitty-gritty of how to win the conversation on life. Give us some talking points. Equip these young people, if they're talking to their peers, if they're talking to their classmates, if they're talking to their friends or family, on how to win the conversation on life in a cordial and civil way. Uh, We've talked about being a happy warrior at this conference. Winning the argument with a smile on your face, and lovingness and kindness.
1: Yeah, and, and having, making the difference between respecting and loving someone and disrespecting their ridiculous claim. You can do both. We can, you know, we can love the sinner and hate the sin, but we can also respect somebody without respecting their point, because the pro-abortion point is insane. And there is a great way, uh, you know, to do that. I just wrote a book called What to Say When, It it comes out this week, and it's on, pro-life apologetics. So whether it's your uncle at Thanksgiving or- Available
2: a, on Amazon. That's right, they're available
1: on Amazon. Are we allowed, can I promote a book here? Is this wrong? Okay, Plug your book, uh, plug your movie, that plug was your unplanned. organization. That was unplanned, that was unplanned. It was, that
2: was also <laughs> available on also Amazon. Also available.
1: <laughs> the best pro-life book in the world, I might add, is unplanned, even though I've written four. I'm plugging yours. So, but if you want to get uh, what to say when, it, it breaks it down and we have the bizarre things now because there's forced birth, that's a thing, in case you haven't heard of it, you will. Um, there's surrogacy, there are so many different things. This The transgendered movement is getting into uh, the pro-life issue for sure because you're certainly easier to kill if we remove your gender, it dehumanizes you. And so there's a lot of things Also, the traditional arguments of of rape and overpopulation and uh, you know life of the mother and all these things that come up but there's a lot of new and bizarre arguments and the reason we're here today is is because one of us didn't cross that line where it's like well I'm never talking to him ever again or I'm never talking to her ever again. There had to be a mutual respect and that goes a long way because they're wrong. They're wrong, and so we don't want to get in the way of truth by not being equipped to, to lovingly communicate on the behalf of a person who is unable to do so.
2: Yeah, and I would say, you know, I think, that, I think the number one thing for me, and what I tell people all the time, is like, don't be afraid of your argument. Like, you are right <laughs> on this issue. Abortion is wrong. Abortion is evil. It is inherently evil. It is inherently wrong. So, like, don't be afraid to commit on that point, okay? So, like, even if you don't know all the ins and outs of debate, even if you don't know all the ins and outs of your argument, listen, abortion is evil. Okay, and so don't be afraid to like solidly commit on that point, okay? And you can get back to them on all the whys, okay? But like, don't be afraid, don't be timid, don't be like, eh, well, mm, okay, well, you made a point there and so maybe I don't think abortion's evil, uh-uh, okay? Abortion's evil, no and- matter what, no matter what they say, no matter what point they have, Abortion is evil, why? Because it takes the life of an innocent human being. And no matter what, we know that science tells us that at the moment of conception, there is a human being in the womb, no matter what. I don't care how that baby was conceived. I don't care if it was in the air, on the ground, or standing on your head in a hot tub. I don't care. It can happen in a hot tub. You know how people have those weird things like can not happen in the water, it can. Um, anyway.
0: <laughs> Moving on. on. Keep going.
2: The the point the is, point is <laughs> at the moment of conception there is a unique and individual human being in the womb. That's what science tells us. They can say they can say whatever they want, but science is on our side. I mean, that's it and any disruption in that life continuum any intentional disruption in that life continuum is what it's murder it's killing they look i mean i tell people all the time you can say whatever you want you can call yourself a unicorn that doesn't mean that it's true and that doesn't mean that it's science i have science on my side I have logic on my side. I have medical technology on my side. And I have the creator of heaven and earth on my side. So, say whatever you want, but I'm right. And you're wrong. Commit to your argument.
1: Yeah, they have to justify abortion. We don't have to justify life. That's right. And when you ask an abortion supporter, genuinely, what is an abortion? You've just gained control of the entire thing because they have never thought about that question. They blindly support it and we don't because it's life and death for us, which is why we're winning at the grassroots.
0: I want to give you all the parting word. So any tips on arguments uh, on on anything else you'd want to add to winning the argument on life and then I'd also like for you to plug your organizations and how they can get involved with your organization in particular Uh, because we have young people that want to come pray or or want to come help you Abby with you know with what you're doing so how can they join in and be a part of the pro-life movement they want to be they don't just want to sit on the sidelines they want to be in the action
1: yeah, uh, it's good that you don't want to sit on the sidelines and, and you shouldn't, and really we can't. That There's no fence um, with, with abortion because it is life and death. And so I would encourage you to to take part in 40 Days for Life. Abby just shared the 75% no-show rate when people are out there peacefully praying. We have great campaigns here in Montgomery County. I live in Montgomery County. We obviously have a great campaign at the uh, massive Planned Parenthood uh, on the Gulf Freeway. But get involved, get your parents involved. Go out and peacefully oppose uh, the abortion industry wants to nest. They, they don't. They don't want to be black or white. They want to be gray. And when we go out there and we peacefully pray and we uh, draw attention to the reality of what goes on inside these buildings, the women turn around, the workers leave, and and the community knows that this is not okay. That the abortion industry doesn't have the blessing. Uh, of the community. And so you can get involved at 40daysforlife.com. We also have a uh, 40 Days for Life uh, weekly podcast uh, that you can listen to. I mentioned the new book, What to Say When, which is a great resource for discussing abortion with anyone uh, at any point. But do something. If you leave here, you've had a lot of talks um, and and there's, a lot, there's, a, there's a lot of times to stand up and cheer, but if you remember anything, if you commit to anything that you remember 10 years from now, it's that you need to do something to defend the unborn. They need you, and our Lord needs you, and our country needs you to stand up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that as young people, one of the most important things that you can do is to join 40 Days for Life and to go and stand out in front of your local abortion facility. I think it's one of the most important things that you can do. As I said, it's your peers, it's your friends walking in to have abortions. It's not mine, it's yours. And they need to see people that look like you, not people that look like me. I look like their grandma standing out there. They need to see people that look like you standing out there saying you know what you can do this I'll be here to help you you're not alone because these women feel alone that's why they're having abortions they feel like they can't do it and they need to see people that look like them saying I'll help you I'll walk with you I'll get you to a pregnancy center I'll get you to the help that you need let's do this together take my hand let's do it and, and that's going to be a lot more powerful coming from someone that looks like you than it does coming from someone like me. And so I would say that's one of the most important things that you can do is joining your local 40 Days for Life group, going out there, and it feels weird, it feels awkward, do it anyway.
0: It's God awesome. Calls
2: us, God calls us to do awkward, weird things sometimes. You <laughs>
1: mean, it's awkward because they're there. Not because you're there, yeah, and the awkwardness yeah. goes away after a few and,
2: minutes. And I would say, um, you know, yeah, I've got organizations, you can, whatever, but... What's um, the name of the organization? And can- then there were none, and Pro Love Ministries, and whatever, but um, but I would rather you actually listen to my podcast, Politely Rude. Um, on Apple Podcast? On Apple Podcast. Politely Rude. Politely Rude, Google Podcast, whatever that's called um spotify whatever uh politely rude because i try to help equip people with conservative arguments and i have cool guests on and um yeah. give it give politely it five rude.
0: stars and write a review once you listen to it and
2: see the movie and see, see the if movie you've not seen the Can movie you go to unplanned.
0: Movie. is that is that how you find it or uh,
2: yeah or amazon
0: Un- amazon, yeah. amazon yeah awesome yeah. awesome see awesome. the movie Or you can go to
2: my website, abbyj.com.
0: It's an awesome movie. And let me just, last thing I'll say about 40 Days for Life, Um, it's an incredible organization. You get to do worship. You get to pray. You make new friends. It's super positive. It's not weird. They're not angry, mean people. They're all happy people. A lot of
1: people end up getting married (laughs) at a lot of 40 Days for
0: Life weddings. That's awesome.
1: Your dating is not going
0: so well. Get (laughs) Get involved in 40 Days for Life. When's your, when's, your next, when's your next campaign? When does it begin?
1: September 22nd. September 22nd.
0: Everybody, off. mark your calendar for September 22nd, and make sure you're involved here in Montgomery County if you live here or wherever you may live. Yeah. All right, awesome. give it up for Abby Johnson and Sean Carney, everybody. Yeah. I got one shirt to give away. Who wants? Who wants a life first?